Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to Charged Up Studio. My name is Dana Olivo. I'm with Marketatomy, and my co-host here is Sandra Dorsey. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to this podcast. Today, we're going to be talking with a very good friend of mine, Don Ward. Don? Honored to be here, Dana. As small business owners, it's really easy for us to get so wrapped up in our businesses that we don't pay attention to what's going on outside of our businesses. And unfortunately, a lot of what happens outside our businesses affect what happens inside our businesses. Wouldn't you say so? I love a good understatement. Yes. So right now, um, Don is going to work with us and talk with us about what's happening globally within our market? What's happening financially in the global market? It's right up your alley, Sandra. Well, I do appreciate you bringing me into this conversation. Um, I'm fascinated by global markets. I'm fascinated by the dynamics that happens, you know, at at every level. So some people may say as a small business, medium-sized business, how is this affecting me? Why should I care? I don't even watch television. As long as my customers are happy, I'm happy. But you have to understand, if you're in the supply chain, you have to understand where you're making your products and how you're making your products. There are many factors in the global economy that is happening at the moment. There have has been um, trade talks with China for s- several years now in process, and that will impact if you're a supplier or you know in, if you need um, certain parts as well. But again, just on a personal level, everything that happens in the um, in the national or global economy is affecting you directly or indirectly. So it is important that you listen to this podcast so you can get clarity on many of the to- on many of those topics that are floating around especially in this 2020 cycle. And you're absolutely right and when we talk about the global market that doesn't eliminate who's only in the national market because what's happening globally will also affect us here. Am I right Don? Yeah. You know, you know I'm good for tangents and the tangent that just came <laughs> to mind one time about 10 11 years ago I'm flying on a plane, and it was a 737, and in front of me was a, a little book about the plane. And I'm looking at the book of the plane, and I'm going, there's 15,331 parts that are manufactured in 123 countries. Crap, we can't even build a plane by ourselves. <laughs> you know, we are so integrated. That's exactly You know, it. we're dependent on each other. We That's have to exactly learn to co- collaborate. Right. So, Sandra, I'm going to kind of turn a, this over to you a little bit, since this is your bailiwick. Sure. 
Well, you know, I'm passionate about business. I went to business school not because I wanted to get another degree, but I just wanted to get information. For me, information, knowledge is power. And the more I know, the more empowered I feel to move forward in this, you know, in any type of trajectory. I mean, I, 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 my business is based on, I do business globally. So it's important to me, for me to know what's happening and how it's affecting myself or my clients at any given time. So for me, one of the things, um, you know, that I've been passionate about is a free market economy. So, Don, would you like to talk a little bit about that and how you feel that, you know, what's at risk here if we no longer have a free market? Well, I don't think that that's going to necessarily uh, be a a big thing to be concerned about from a standpoint of the big thinkers. It's the small thinkers that make, that go out and vote Mm -hmm. that can be the ones that impact the market more than than they give their vote credit for. Uh, Because Collaboration, as I start off with that little example about building the plane, we can't live without each other. You know, everyone's going, China's our enemy. You know, whatever you want to believe is true to you. But let's remember one thing about China and what a significant day today is concerning China with the the trade deal. But we are China's Walmart. (laughs) You know, 70 percent of everything they produce, we buy. That's exactly it. They can't afford their Walmart to go out of business because they're already in trouble on their own. So, you know, that's a place to start. But free market, it it's always going to be something that even if somebody wiped it out, it'll come back. It'll come back forever because it's the only way that everybody can prosper or, or anybody can prosper. So, you know— Absolutely. That's it's all about prosperity in this country. America was built on the idea that any man with any small limited resources can actually build empires. As a matter of fact, I think a significant number of most, you know, established families from the Rockefellers to the Kennedys really started with nothing. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, it's 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 quite a uh, inspiration to see someone who had absolutely nothing built either an empire or build a career where they're recognized around the world. You know, let's put that aside for a second and talk about some of the trends that you see that are <clears throat> that are currently are uh, necessary for a um, for small to medium size. Um, business to be focused on, you know, we have these these talking points around Bitcoins and, and um, blockchain. So what are your thoughts about that? And why should a small to be designed owner start thinking about these radical disruptive methodologies? Well, if you're not disruptive, I mean, number one, even you and I as individuals, we were we were created to stand out, not to fit in. Right. And if in the marketplace you don't stand out, <laughs> you're not going to be in. So it's critical for us to think how what is different between us and those that do what we do because every entrepreneur has enough ego in them to think they can do it better than everybody else. That's true. So they have to find what is the thing that is that distinguishes me from everybody else. And if you know how everyone got into this whole thing about the why? Right. Well, the why is really critical because until you find it uh, the how isn't going to be impacted the way it should be no, because you're not thinking about big enough numbers. It's right. like an investor. If you right. say, I'm going to open a, a pizza shop on the corner, investor goes, you're offering me interest on my money? Investors are looking for multiples on the money. Absolutely. You're, you're talking too small. So you have to say, we have a new disruptive way of delivering pizza to the market and our secret sauce, oh my God, 
I'm just, forgive me. I just lost my train of thought. I was just thinking about the pizza I had from my <laughs> restaurant this morning. And the people were the guy's excited about his pizza from his restaurant. He was there every day. But if we're not coming up with these these points of distinction between our pizza and somebody else's pizza. This is I'm sorry to interrupt, but you just triggered in me some, uh, you know, something which means that we're not even talking about business case at this point. We're talking mm-hmm. about the emotional intelligence that it involves. This is behavioral finance, right? That's exactly this is it. this is what we're talking about as far as we're taking more into account nowadays as to the human story or the human persona. Absolutely. That what is what makes or break your business? This yep. is a great point. Touch on that, please. You're getting me excited. I'm okay. happy. I have a smile on my face. I wish you could see me. <laughs> well, fortunately, I can. Uh, well, you know, I do a lot of networking, and I put on different events. And some are for CEO mastermind groups, and others are just for you know entrepreneurs and business people. And they go, I want to speak. And I go, whatever you do, don't talk about anything but your story. They go, but I want to talk about my product. Okay. We got to deliver you from transactional mindset. You got to go relational. Mm -hmm. People go, I don't remember what you do, but I loved your story. Could you tell me more about what you do? Because when they connect with your who, then the, you know, your who and your why, without the who and the why, they don't care about your how and your what. Mm -hmm. Well, and that's- Nobody does. And that's exactly it. And you're touching on where I come from on on the strategy side, is that customer journey and the expectations Mm -hmm. and what- customers relate to the most is your vulnerability, your credibility. Absolutely. And those stories ring true. Absolutely. And that's your brand. And that's your brand. Absolutely. I mean, I remember as a woman when I started considering doing business in Africa or doing business in the Middle East. And my thing was, I need to get a business partner that can, can I I can, you know, um, hide Mm -hmm. behind, you know, a male counterpart that so I wouldn't have those hurdles to go through with, you know, the cultural um, difference. And I woke up one day and said, what am I doing? <laughs> yes. yes. Me hide? <laughs> that just never. I can't picture that Imagine. <laughs> and so, yeah. And right. so at the end of the day, it is about being true and being authentic to yourself and just unapologetically continue to be as honest and genuine as you can possibly be. And so we've gone beyond the product. We've gone beyond the marketplace. We're now into the psychology of business, which right. is a, 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 a subject matter that not many people talk about, which is so necessary because you can have all the Harvard MBAs, you can have, you know, all the PhDs possible, but you don't have a deep grasp or who you are as a person and how you are going to interact. Um, the, you know, and I was in, I, I said this, I think on the last podcast and um, Mark Zuckerberg is someone here who I'm fascinated by because he doesn't necessarily have the great people skills, right. but um, because you see him in front of Congress, he can barely respond because like, yes, sir, yes, and you wonder where's the personality there? But when he is pitching his product, oh yeah, he, he comes alive. lives up. Yes, yeah, so and that's, that's the exactly psychology. It. So let's get back on track. Here. Yes, okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about the global financial market mm-hmm. and the changes and what's going on. And there's a lot of stories out there about the cryptocurrency, the the drive, and this is the next big thing, you know. And I and personally, I think we're still ahead of the game as far as anything like that is concerned. But you know, and we talk about you know, not long ago, Europe, London was going through the Brexit. Okay, how is that affecting our global relations as far as trade is concerned and finance and, you know, and things like that? 
You got me going on like five different tangents going yes. through my head. <laughs> we at the have same so much time. to unpack there. So pick one: yeah. Brexit being one of them, and how does that affect the United States relationship with with the UK? Well, number one, unity is critical, right? Yes, that's a very vague, vague statement. You go, what does that have to do with the the world and the global economy? Well, there are things that have gone on that the media isn't going to tell you right no. now. And if I was to even touch on some of them, you're going to go, Don, you got to be crazy. Yes. You're telling me that the United States is now over England's military? You're telling me that their economy now is so connected to us? You're telling me that the queen is no longer the owner of the Virginia companies? Did you know the largest landholder is the queen, of right? Of course. And she owns the Virginia companies. Do you A know what the Virginia companies that. owns? Yes. Canada. The United States, until this past July, we have it back. You don't know that yet. No, I don't tell we me are more. A, we are on the edge of being a republic, but people don't know yet. Because if they knew that, then they go, are you telling me Trump's a king? Because well, we have our sovereignty. Well, they said he named his son Baron for that reason. Right? Well, I have the same name, so I know one thing about what it means. It means faithful leader. Yeah. Um, but when you look at it, it, the, you know, the Virginia companies owns Australia, owns New Zealand. She is the largest landholder. You can't receive what you can't perceive. So if you're not researching at deeper levels, you're not networking at higher levels. Mm-hmm. I call it vertical networking, mm-hmm. way above your pay grade. You're not going to come into information because information is so controlled because what information has been weaponized. Oh, that'd Absolutely. be a whole conversation. It's it's weaponized. It's now we're being censored. Of course, we wanted the age of information to be available to all of us. But it seems that, you know, not everyone has free speech on the Internet. Well, and it's true. Well, because, that's relevant, too. Yeah. No, yeah. you're absolutely right. You know, because we're fed just what the media thinks is going to sensationalize. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I've been reading up on um, are we going into another recession here? And we've got all those doomsday economists out there saying, yes, this is where we're going and everything. And then I sat through um, a seminar Friday with uh, UCF's economic professor, uh, Dr. Snaith. And, I mean, it was just amazing what he was saying. And he was showing the numbers and mm-hmm. everything and saying it is not a doomsday out there. No, we can't, not. you know. No, no, no. And so all. we've got to learn as business owners, and that's who our audience is, are these business owners. We've got to learn to do our research. And that's why we're bringing this podcast is we're trying to bring it to a level that you can get the information that you want and make your own educated decisions when it comes to economic issues or political issues. So what do you say to that, Don? Well, I would say that whether or not you like the man that's sitting in the Oval right now, what he's done is take the brakes off this economy. Right. And the way you do that is you you get rid of the regulations. And you say, go at it, have a party, and let's see what happens. Mm -hmm. And that freedom gives you the—it's freedom for creativity, too. And it's the freedom to determine, oh, you know what? Suddenly this market is now opened up to me. Wow, I wonder if there's a way I can do a joint venture with somebody mm-hmm. inside of that. It's exactly it. Because if it's not something is not your genius, it's not your job. And so everything is dependent on strategic alliances, critical path alliances, referral mm-hmm. alliances. And coming into a world of, of cooperation, collaboration is is the ingredient. And when you take the restrictions off, suddenly there is the ability for the free back to free trade. Mm-hmm. And right now 
this whole thing going on with China is, you know, we were talking earlier before the show a little bit about currency manipulation mm-hmm. and uh, and how everyone does it. Well, not everyone's allowed to do it because there's something called a program rate that is inflicted by the IMF. Actually, countries can't change unless they're on a free float versus a managed float. If you're on a managed float, you can't change more than 2% the value of your currency in a 90-day period. So you, on that note, you mentioned the IMF and another organization that, you know, is um, that the man in the Oval is actually always targeting in his tweets. Um, you know, in the chairman of that uh, organization is Jerome Powell. And so the IMF and the Federal Reserve, are you, would you say that these are still uh, are these outdated institutions as it pertains to the global economy? Because as we talk about blockchain and in cryptocurrency and how they are disrupting the monetary system, are we now thinking about replacing them with other more sort of uh, how can I uh, watchdogs? Do we need another uh, a, a more improved IMF because? My understanding is— We don't even need an IMF. You know, and I was trying to be conservative about that comment. (laughs) But what I— I, Because everyone knows how, you know, watchdogs, you know, no more. And so my question to you is, what would that look like if we no longer had a Federal Reserve or if we no longer had an IMF or the World Bank? Because in the UN, because all these institutions were in place to be watchdogs. And no one wants to be policed anymore. Countries are, are, you know, waking up and saying, you know, we want to do things all way, this globalist agenda, and you know, this is not even on the left or the right. This is just an idea that if you are living in a particular country, each government should be the one to dictate how things should transpire within their borders. So talk a little bit about that. Is what, would, what kind of system would, can we expect to um, substitute for these outdated systems, such as the IMF and the Federal Reserve, if you're able to. There are t- oh, well, there's so many. I just saw like seven topics go by me. I'm like, Holy crap, <laughs> how do we cover on these? Uh, I'm going to give you a prediction. By July 1st, there will be no Federal Reserve. It'll just be a division of the U.S. Treasury that the IRS is going to be swallowed up. It'll be you replaced. You heard it here on Charged oh, Up Studio. You, you yes. heard it here first. <laughs> uh, the IRS is already a moot point, but you're not supposed to know that until mm-hmm. certain things occur. And the reason is, is because, number one, there was never a legal tax. Mm-hmm. There, is, there never the was. The income tax has never once paid nope. $1 to run our government. Okay, so I'm not paying taxes this year. Well, it, well, you won't have to because it's going to go to probably about a 23% And, and before tax. you make that decision, I suggest you check with your accountant. That's yes. right. We are not trying to take on respons- fiduciary responsibilities here. But this is more forecasting that the change that has to come. Because every nation right now has a central bank, but the, not one nation owns even an interest in right. that central bank. They're it's just a franchise banks. from the Federal Reserve. It's the Rothschilds yeah. who owns. And, you know, don't get me started on the Rothschilds. You know, <laughs> if I disappear in the next couple of days, you know who came to get me. So, I know. You know? Okay. So on that note, talk about how, you know, why are we allowing these systems to function? I didn't know that the Federal Reserve was a private organization until I was in business school. We are sleepwalking here. And this show is to help you wake up. Yes, This it show is. is to help you. You bring information that normally you would not get from the mainstream media, and we're—I never want it to be anything mainstream. This is on the leading edge. This is us leading you back 
to the truth and the truth of who you are and what your abilities are and the the um the how can I say the the resources that are available so that you we can empower you rather than um how can I say put you in bondage is really what these institutions have well, been because we're f- blindly following yeah and that's absolutely right and and Don you talked about um the Basel three Basel three Basel Be- yeah. Basel, Basel three yeah okay can you talk a little bit about how that plays into this. Well, basically what it's doing, we we are already on a new financial system and mm-hmm. you just mm-hmm. don't know it yet. Mm-hmm. QFS, the quantum financial system. This is not tied to the Federal Reserve. It was basically originated by BRICS, uh, which stands for, you know, Bri- uh, yeah. Brazil, Brazil, Russia, Russia Indonesia, in- you know, India, Canada, yeah. and South Africa. Mm-hmm. And that system has now been totally incorporated and it brings greater transparency and the bank robbers have always – well, the banks have always been the bank robbers. Let me put it that way. And they determine – I mean, wh- how many billions do they make on NSF funds, you know, and, mm-hmm. you know fees oh, this yes. year, right? Oh, yes. And they determine – and in fact, there are 17 tiers above the level of a Jamie Strumpf of Wells Fargo or Jamie no, Diamond. John Strumpf or Jamie Diamond mm-hmm. of J.P. Morgan. J.P. Morgan 17 tiers above them. Now, I've networked to the 15th. There are five sitting on 17. There, these are odd-numbered. On the 15th tier, there are seven. So one day, I get the strangest opportunities, and I go, okay, God, you got a sense of humor. What am I doing on this call? And I get on there, and I can say this much. I went by the name of Neil, like from The Matrix, because mm-hmm. <laughs> I knew not to be me. Because okay. I, whatever I say is going to be right from the heart, right. and it could get me killed. Right. So I, I'm having a good time. I'm going, okay, I'm on this thing. And this guy comes on. He goes, well, we have a guest today. Neil, Neil, welcome to the call, Neil. And, you know, we want you to just understand how we think, okay? <laughs> understand you're a spiritual fellow, too, and... God means something to us. It's an acronym. You know what it stands for? Gold, oil, and drugs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. He goes, well, you know, we have an ethic, too. The ethic. No, I didn't say ethics, sir. We have an ethic. We're going to tell you what we're going to do to you before we do it to you. We'll do it through movies. We'll do it through articles. We'll do it. We're going to tell you what we're going to do to you. We'll give you a look at it, what it's going to be like when it happens. That's our ethic. We give you warnings. You just might not be awake enough to see them when we show them to you. But the banking industry was created by geniuses to be run by idiots. So, everyone, take a breath. (laughs) This is a lot of information. (laughs) I'm taking a breath because we're waking up. I've known this and I've felt this. And again, you felt it too. So what we're telling you is your feeling was right. So keep going. We yes. love this. Yeah, follow your yes. gut. And, I'm, you know, I'm not a big Tony R. fan, but I have one statement mm-hmm. that I have to borrow for a moment. And that is I'm not trying to impress you but impress upon you. Mm-hmm. That there, there is. There's a wake-up call coming this year. And there's going to be more division. There's going to be more dilution. And there's going to be more deception. And what you're going to really need to offset those three Ds is the different three Ds, which is going to be better discipleship, mentorship, better doctrine, understanding of what really is true, mm-hmm. and more discernment than ever. Mm-hmm. 
And so Absolutely. the discernment is going to be key to everything else being able to function for you in your life and in your business. Absolutely. And, you know, you talked about the matrix and there's this concept in the matrix, which is the blue pill or the red pill, right? right? Exactly. I've been red pill. I can't go back. I wish I could take that blue pill again because it's so much more comfortable, I <laughs> right? I want to go back and not know any of this right. because I want to sleepwalk. I want to be on, I won't name the networks, but um, on those networks that keep blue that are blue-pilled all the way. But you know what? It's nice to know that I am getting comfortable in my discomfort because it's just, it's uncomfortable when you don't fit in most of society because everyone out there is having a very different discourse. And I, you are a powerful man being in these circles and to hear that, knowing that you're a spiritual man. And we had a little, a short conversation about your, you know, your spiritual background before you came here. So I just want to touch on that quickly so people can get to know you a little bit more because you talk about discipleship and mm-hmm. you had some experiences directly um, with the church at some point? Well, and I'm unfortunately going to have probably a lot more in the future, but for about 10 years, I I, I tell people I got delivered. Are we out of time yet? Oh, no, not close. yet. No. Okay. Keep going. All right. This is the big, this is the... Where, yeah, well, we got six more minutes. Talk but, about, but a little still, bit about yeah. your church. Back <laughs> well, to me, I'll put it this way, and I can say this to anybody of any faith. I have never been persecuted by a non-believer. You will always be persecuted (laughs) by your own. That's exactly Because religion is a system that is a competitive mindset system, Mm -hmm. and you have to earn trust— now, that is not what the original intent. I have a book called Religion. And I'm not plugging the book because I'll send it to you Plug for your free. Book. No, I'll send it to you for free because you need to read it. It's short, but it's a quick read. And What's any, it called? Religion versus Kingdom. But it's because I'm not on here to promote me. I've been agenda free in networking for the last 14 years. And that's the key to having the right kind of relationships. Mm-hmm. If you have no agenda, you know, for some reason, this is a weird weird way to go out in these last few minutes. But I had a lady come up to me at a networking event one night and she started pitching me. And for about a minute and a half, I just sat there and let her throw up. And finally I went, put my hand up and go, hold. You didn't ask for permission to throw up on me. She goes, was that what I was, did that what it feel like? I go, yeah, you're pitching so hard. I don't even know what it was you're pitching. You know, let me ask you a question. Uh, Networking is really hard work for you, right? She goes, oh, yeah. I go, it's because you're doing it from the head, mm-hmm. not from the, from, heart. The heart. from the heart. You know, I said, never ask somebody, what do you do? She goes, why? Because they'll never remember you. Mm-hmm. I say, whatever comes out, comes out. Absolutely. And you will never forget the first time you met Absolutely. me. Absolutely. You know, but it's, you know. That's important for small business and medium-sized yeah. business yeah. because as you build your brand, it's important that you pitch heart that noble. authentic self. Go ahead. So she goes, oh, oh. Oh, and I said, okay, let's pretend that you and I are 30 years younger. I'm sitting there, we're having dinner, and I'm staring at your chest all through dinner. Am I getting in bed with you? She goes, hell no. I said, well, you were staring at my pocket since you took my hand. You're not getting in there either. (laughs) I said, I love you enough to tell you the things I would suggest you do. I'll give you five minutes right now, and these five minutes will change your life. I said, these are the questions I ask people when I go up to somebody. So what are you working on? What do you need next? What's your purpose? You know, what's the problem you're on earth to solve? What brings a tear to your eye? And I'm like, bam, 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 bam. She goes, can I use them? I said, everything I got's on loan from God, baby. Go have a party. And I got a letter at the end of the night. I could tell she was crying while she was writing, joy. She said, I had the best experience of my life networking tonight. You were right. Take it off my to-do list and make it my lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Just take interest in everyone else first and watch the doors that open up. 
I think you I think you can see now why Don has been one of my favorite friends for years now. Well, he's my new friend. And one thing that I want to say is that authenticity comes out when you're bumping into walls and you're traveling the world because you think you have to adjust to the person's culture. As I said earlier in the show, it's, you know, once I recognize that, you know, I'm not willing to change to fit someone, I'm just going to change to um, fit my best self based on what I decide my best self is, then I didn't. Even, I couldn't recognize where I was because I never paid attention to my surroundings. I paid attention to my to my Agenda. my insights, my right. objective inside, yep. and being the best me. And and so and I appreciate what you've just said about your personal side. I know we brought you in as a finance expert. Uh, so are there any um, Donna? As we you know come to you yeah. know the last two minutes of the show um, for this podcast, are there any final pearls that you want to share for small business owners and uh, small to medium size? business owners? I guess, yeah, okay. I'm glad you made that specific because I would have a different thing to say if you said, if I was talking to CEOs of banks because I have a different different comment for them. Yeah, you're led by mentors or you're driven by tormentors. And I don't include the educational society. Thank you, UCF. I appreciate all you do. But I don't include them as a part of the learning process for life and in business, even though they have incredible programs. Because uh, the MBA is basically, I call it social capital. Mm-hmm. And social capital is manure. It's good because you can plant anything in it and it will grow. But when you have a balance of understanding and knowledge, which only comes through experience, mm-hmm. and it's the balance of understanding and knowledge. If it's not balanced, you're never going to produce – I have a book called The Physics of Wealth. U plus K equals W, parentheses H and R. Understanding plus knowledge when equal proportion will produce W, wisdom, or wealth. And in the H and R, honor and riches. Nice. And the honor will always begin to manifest in your life before the riches do, but that means they're not far behind. And so what we have in most businesses, we have either a lot of understanding about what we want to do, who we want to do it for, but we don't have the knowledge how to do it, or we have a lot of knowledge about how to do it, but we don't know who. Right. Right? Would you agree with that, Donna? Because I, your I small definitely, business strategies? No, I definitely agree with what everything that you're saying here as far as this is concerned. And even though we're coming down to our last few seconds here, I just wanted to let everybody know that Don's going to be on our next show as well, our next episode. And oh, we're going to be willing to be for another half hour. <laughs> Well, she kicked me, so I guess it means yes, I will. Yes. <laughs> and on our next half hour, we're going to move more into okay. the small, medium business entrepreneurship Great. aspect and investment and what we should be looking at if we want to get investors, you mm-hmm. know, things like that. Okay? And I would like to take the last few minutes also for you to list every single book that you've ever written. How many books do you have? The ones that are out? Oh, I even got to think. Networking equals net worthing. Uh, what if, which will take you down a lot of rabbit trails, the physics of wealth, there's uh, mentors versus tour mentors. I mean, I got to sit yes. there and actually remind myself because there's a bunch of, I, I put out eight last May because I was ticked off at myself. I'd been sitting all this content. That's, a, that's some good therapy. Okay. Well, we've got to close out this session. Um, anybody who wants to reach out and find out more information on these books can reach out to Don at DL Ward. 153 at gmail.com. At gmail.com. And also, we can be found at chargeupstudio.live. And this right. is Sandra Dorsey with Sendor Capital. And Dana Oliva with Marketatomy. The Don.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.